the player coach, the signal caller, the gunslinger. Some people believe that it's the most important position on the field, that of the quarterback. But what happens when you need to avoid one of them? That's what we talk about today. Welcome to the meeting. This is Fantasy Addicts Anonymous, the only AA that's not for quitters. I'm your fantasy football mentor, Antoine Weisslicker. Follow me on all social media at Weisslicker. Be true to thyself. Embrace your addiction. And as always, champ, earn your chip. And don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy AA. Choose your addiction level and earn your chip. Today we are going to speak about quarterbacks that you should be avoiding in drafts. Now, similar to the tight end position, I'm really only going to give you two. Uh, Reason being is because if you play in one quarterback leagues, you're basically only drafting one of these quarterbacks anyways. You're only drafting one quarterback at all. Uh, You may draft a second one, but it'll probably be late. And those guys' ADP showcases that fact. There are a lot of late quarterbacks out there that could potentially be good for you. Um, And again, we'll talk about some of that stuff on quarterbacks you should be drafting. Now, with the quarterbacks that you should be avoiding, there's caveats here. And the reason being is because I'm not saying don't draft these guys. I'm just stating that these particular guys, I believe, are not going to return value. And both of them, I believe, are going to not return value for the same exact reason. But the first thing that I want to do is I want to take you guys back. See, every three to four years, we have a string. We have a season where quarterbacks don't perform to the normal standard. This happened in 2016. It happened in 2019. And it happened in 2022. It's typically every three or so years that the averages for quarterbacks, their average per week, goes down. And more and more quarterbacks don't hit the 20 points per week uh, threshold that we typically see out of the QB1s. So the quarterback ones, so the top 12 quarterbacks, all of them usually hit 20 points per 20 plus points per game. But ever so often, and it's typically right now, it's been every three years. So 2016, 2019, and then 2022, it has happened where only six or seven guys hit that top, hit that 20 points per game threshold. That doesn't happen often. And being that that happened this past year, I think that quarterbacks are being shuffled and being projected to go in places that I don't think they should actually be going. Hence the reason why I'm going to talk about these two guys in particular. But before I even talk about them, there are guys that I think that people should be looking out for as well. These are two top 10 guys that that you should be thinking about, um, and that is Deshaun, Jack, Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. Both of these guys, they're going 9 and 10 respectively. And 
Deshaun Watson is coming off of, you know, a horrible back half of the season when he came back from his suspension. He what he didn't look good at all. But he's being drafted right now as the quarterback nine with the expectation that he is going to return to elite form. Now, if we believe that he is going to return to elite form, this too is going to hinder the other two people that I'm going to be talking about here. And people are going to be upset with the names that I'm going to give you. But it is what it is. Dak Prescott, again, is changing office of coordinators. He's been a top 10 guy when he's been fully healthy, which is great. Which is great. But having a brand new office of coordinator, not being under Kellen Moore anymore, will that hurt or hinder him? Now, I do understand that Brian Schottenheimer was a consultant on the team last season, so he pretty much you know, knew what was going on, knew how their offense ran, but he is a different type of coach than Kellen Moore. So we'll see what happens with those two guys. Those are cautionary tales that I have for you. Those are two guys that I'm looking at. Will they actually finish where they're where they're being drafted, 9 and 10? Will they both finish in the top 10? That could yet to be seen, man. They're, you know, we got a lot of guys here that could be buying for those spots, man. Um, you know, but – Again, we talk about those two guys. They're not guys that I'm saying to avoid because both of them have slight rushing upside. So they can get there by not scoring a lot of, you know, passing touchdowns. Because base scoring for passing touchdowns is four points per passing touchdown. Unless your league changes the settings and you have six-point passing touchdowns, then it's a little bit different. Then you, you want to look for those guys who not only throw a lot of touchdowns or not only run and get a lot of yards, get their rushing touchdowns, but you also want to look at those guys who throw a lot of touchdowns. And that's, again, why we're going to talk about these two names today. And, again, I'm not telling you to not draft them. I'm just stating that I believe they should be going later than what they're actually going. And the reason why is both of these guys last season, they both scored five rushing touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns, again, are more than your passing touchdowns. So five rushing touchdowns times the six points, that's 30 points that, was added to these guys' totals that pushed them up the board for their fantasy finishes. Why is that important? That is important because if you take away those touchdowns, because touchdowns are not a predictable stat, we do not know whether or not these guys are going to score five touchdowns again. In fact, both of them, their averages, if you averaged out their touchdowns through all of their seasons, is about three and a half. So if we split the difference and say three, then we're talking, you know, 18 points here. 
you know, you're taking away 12 fantasy points off of them. That drops them down just a little bit from their fantasy finishes overall. Now, points per game for these guys, their points per game, they need touchdowns, 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 passing touchdown over passing touchdown to sustain that points per week. Their points per week, they're going to have to, you know, go out there and they're going to have to be getting three touchdowns a game sometimes four because when you're not a rushing quarterback and you're not getting rushing TDs, you need four touchdowns a game to be a top five quarterback each week. You're needing that to finish top five. You're needing three to four touchdowns, no interceptions each and every week. If you don't have rushing upside, that's difficult to do. And again, not sliding either one of these players, But the first player that I'm going to be speaking about is going to be Trevor Lawrence. And the reason why I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence finished last season. He had 25 touchdowns, which he has the opportunity to go up. But he had those five rushing touchdowns as well. If you take those away, he would have finished as the quarterback 13. Which... Right now, he's being drafted as the quarterback 7-8. He's in that range. Um, He's going around players of the caliber. And again, I'm not not saying that he's not a good quarterback or anything like that. And I'm not saying that you you don't draft him. You, You can draft him if you'd like. But he's going around. He's going around players like Chris Godwin, uh, Deontay Johnson, Alexander Madison, J.K. Dobbins. And then he's going ahead of quarterbacks with some rushing upside. So, you know, you would want to think about that. He's going before the Deshaun Watsons, the Dak Prescotts, the Daniel Jones You know, those guys got rushing upside, and he's going before them. Not to say, again, he could finish that way, but the the reason why we're looking at him again is because, yes, you could say his passing touchdowns are going to come up, but he did 25 passing touchdowns, but they were one of the top teams in the red zone at throwing the ball. He had 83 red zone throws, which – equates to about five red zone throws per game. And he only got 25 touchdowns out of that. They brought in Tank Bigsby to be able to rush the ball in the red zone, to get those goal line carries, to alleviate that that pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. And the reason why they did that is because he was pressured on 89 throws out of the pocket. It was top 10 pressures in the league. He was pressured... Top 10 in the league. Only eight quarterbacks were pressured more than him. Like, the protection didn't hold up. The majority of his snaps 
roughly 80% of his snaps, man, he had to throw the ball in three seconds or less or he was going to catch a sack. Now, he was able to do this. He, he was able to get the ball away. But we're talking about the fact that they don't want him to be pressured this much. They don't want him to be throwing the ball in the red zone as much. That's why they went and, and tried to sure up the offensive line and tried to get a running back that could, you know, run the ball in the red zone because Travis Etienne was terrible at it last season. So you you get the guy who's trying to get that you, – you get the running back to try to run the ball in the red zone. So his red zone attempts are going to come down from 83 to somewhere in the, in the – the league minimum, the league median, excuse me. So you wanted to go down. You you believe that that's going to go down. So the opportunity for his touchdowns, like he, I'm pretty sure he's going to have more than 25 touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he will. But will he be able to get into the range of that 36 to 40 that's needed to be a top 10 quarterback? Is he going to do that? That is the question. Yes, again, he has Calvin Ridley coming over. You know, they have Tank Bigsby to try to alleviate some of that pressure off of them having to uh, throw the ball a lot. Travis Etienne could potentially go into his his role as a pass-catching running back. He only got like two to three targets per game last year. Maybe he gets more. You know, those things will happen here, but... As we're looking at it right now, I don't see a possibility of them throwing the ball 83 times in the red zone again, which even though touchdowns are not a predictable stat for the quarterback, throwing red zone targets, throwing the ball in the red zone, you have a higher chance of scoring touchdowns, passing touchdowns, if you're throwing the ball in the red zone. And if that number comes down from where he was, then we'll, we, we have to say at minimum he's got 25 touchdowns. But the rushing touchdowns is where we're going to say, hey, if those rushing touchdowns aren't going to be there, then he's coming back down again, and he'd be similar to where I said he would finish if he didn't have rushing touchdowns, and we're talking 13th, which is about four to five spots later than what he's actually being picked. He's actually being picked to be a top 10 quarterback. And if he doesn't finish there, he doesn't return value for you. You're going to be pretty upset about that. And then the fact that, you know, in the majority of his games, he only hit 25 points three times. And again, in those games, he had three touchdowns, four touchdowns, and four touchdowns. So you gotta you gotta score four touchdowns in order to be a top five quarterback. If you have no rushing upside, this is what we're talking about. Actually, four times. I'll give him four times. That that twenty four point nine. I'll give him that. But in that game, that's where you had the two rushing touchdowns. He only had one passing touchdown and no interceptions. But he had the two rushing touchdowns. And as you can see. Those running quarterbacks, when they score touchdowns, because he only had 23 yards with that, but those rushing quarterbacks, when they score two touchdowns and they have one touchdown, one passing touchdown, and then they'll have like 75 yards, 
on the ground, they're getting that 25 points easily. They're getting that very much so easier than your standard drop back passers with no rushing upside. And this is what I mean when I say that. And, and it's not a slight against Trevor Lawrence at all. I think he's going to be incredible this year. And I think he's going to play very well. But we have to look at the fact that he doesn't have the rushing profile that some of these other guys have. And those rushing quarterbacks tend to finish higher than our normal standard drop back guys unless you're throwing for 36 to 40 touchdowns on the year. Can that happen for Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Probability of that happening is right now not as likely as it would be if we were talking about our second guy. Again, this is the second guy we want to avoid, and that is, unfortunately, I got to say it, man, it's going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow right now is going as the quarterback four. Um, Again, like I told you guys, The quarterback position did not play as well last season. And the reason being is because nine of 32 people that finished, nine of the 32 finishers, they're not even going to be starters this year. They're not. Nine of them are out of this. And then 10, if you count Tom Brady, like it's, they're not even going to be in this. So one, almost one third of the top 32 finishers last year are not even starters going into this season. Which is crazy. That That's crazy. But, again, we're saying Joe Burrow here. And the reason being is because, again, he scored those five rushing touchdowns, which gave him 30 additional points. You take away those 30 additional points, he drops that down to his actual uh, averages fit. His, he drops back down to the finishes that he had the last two years. And that was quarterback eight. It drops him down to the quarterback eight. So you're drafting him as the quarterback four. He averaged, he was one of the quarterbacks that averaged over 20 points a game, which is great. You still want that to happen, but averaging 20 points a game in normal years would put you at quarterback eight. (laughs) As you can see, again, I said it before, quarterbacks last season, they did not have a good year, man. Like only six guys finished with 20 fantasy points or more per week. Joe Burrow being one of them. I don't believe that's going to happen again this year. I believe the quarterback play is going to be better and these guys are going up. You're going to have more people scoring that 20 fantasy points per week because that's what they normally do. It's just every three years history has shown, you know, in 2016, you only had about, you only had seven guys finish with 20 fantasy points per week. In 2019, you had like seven guys finish with it. And then last season in 2022, you had seven, six to seven guys finish with the, 20 fantasy points per week. And in the other years, you had everybody as a quarterback one and high-end quarterback two all finished with 20 fantasy points, going all the way down to quarterback 15. So 15 guys was finishing with 20 fantasy points per week at least. The, the difference is, again, 
your fantasy finish is based on the fact that you play more games than your opponent. So, you know, though Joe Burrow played all seven, you know, if he plays all 17 games, of course he's going to finish at the top. I think Joe Burrow did just miss – he didn't miss any games last season. So he played all 17 games. But when you play all 17 games, you're going to finish higher than, you know, a person that doesn't finish all 17 games. This is why Jalen Hurts was the number one quarterback when it came to points per week at 25.6, but he finished as the quarterback two or three because he missed a couple games and Patrick Mahomes didn't. That this is this is why, you know. So again, Joe Burrow, if he doesn't get the five touchdowns, he's gonna go back down to uh quarterback eight. And then that is again with him still throwing 36 touchdowns. He would still throw 36 touchdowns, get 4,500 yards, and still only be the quarterback eight if he did not get the five rushing touchdowns. This is how prevalent it is for you to be a, a running quarterback when it comes to fantasy. These guys are the cheat code. That's what they say. They say these guys are cheat codes. They're cheat codes because we know they're going to get rushing touchdowns because they run the ball a whole lot more than the average drop back passer that's going to scramble a little bit. Yes, Joe Burrow could get out the pocket. He could scramble a bit, but he's only going to give you, you know, 120, 130 yards a season. He gave you 250 this year, which was great. And he gave you those five touchdowns, but that's not his average. That's not the normal thing for him. This was an exceptional year for him when it comes to that particular aspect of his game. And I think he was doing it because he showed his mobility now. He's one year removed from the ACL. He was another year removed from the ACL tear. You know, he was able to get mobile, able to get out there. And he showcased, his line didn't showcase that they could protect him, even with all the changes that they had. But, again, I think this was, again, uh, uh, an anomaly. Um, I don't believe he's going to score another five touchdowns. Again, we'll bring that down which, again, would drop him down to about quarterback six, seven, eight range, which, again, is not returning value for you. I know this shit is really nitpicky as far as these two guys are concerned, but it's just where they're being drafted as far as the value that I think they're going to return. Do I think both of these guys can be and most certainly probably will be top ten quarterbacks? Yes, but one's going at number four which is Joe Burrow, and I don't think he's going to finish number four. I don't think he is a top five fantasy quarterback because he does not have the rushing profile that the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the Jalen Hurts, the Justin Fields, you know, Lamar Jackson. I think those guys are going to finish higher than him because they have the rushing upside, not because they're better quarterbacks than him, but because they have the rushing upside in fantasy. He is a real-life top five top five quarterback, real-life top five quarterback. But for fantasy purposes, Joe Burrow is not a top five quarterback for fantasy purposes. I know it pains people to hear that. I know you're like, I can't, but he finished number four last year. Yes, he did finish number four last year, and that was due to the fact 
that there was a lot of injuries to the guys who would normally be there because of their rushing profile. You know, Jalen Hurts didn't play every game. Yes, he still finished as a top five. Um, Lamar Jackson didn't play. Kyler Murray didn't play. You know, Dak Prescott missed some games. He has rushing profile. Uh, Deshaun Watson has rushing profile. He didn't fit. He he only played half the season. So when guys play the entire season, or if they play close to the entire season, I believe that they're going to finish higher. You know, so those are your two guys uh, that I don't believe are going to return value at the spots that they're being drafted. I believe they're going to be about four spots lower in their uh, finishes than what they're being drafted. And then, like I said, the cautionary guys like the Deshaun Watsons, who we still don't know if he's going to return to form. He looked atrocious, um, was less than 60% completion percentage. And then Dak Prescott, who's been, you know, in that top 10 range his most of his career, barring any injuries, but he has not, you know, did anything outside of the Kellen Moore, Jason Garrett type stuff, which Kellen Moore was all the way through, man. Him, Jason Garrett, they, they were there the entire time, um, his entire career. So this will be the first time where we see him without that type of regime with them and without them, you know, throwing the ball a bunch of times. Um, I don't think they're going to throw the ball as much as they did under Kellen Moore. But, again, those are just cautionary tales. And then, finally, uh, the cautionary guy that I'm saying to look out for as well is Anthony Richardson, man. Anthony Richardson is being drafted as the QB 13-14. So he's being drafted as the first backup off the board. So I think people are, you know, when they're drafting him, they're probably doing like I'll take a Kirk Cousins or a Daniel Jones and then I'll take Anthony Richardson as an upside play like right after. Or I'm taking, you know, my my strong QB and then I'll take a dart throw on this guy, you know, as as my primary backup. Um, but we really need to look out for that. I think there's a little bit of, of, of like indecisiveness going on with their organization. The owner, Jim Ursay, he wants to have Richardson on the field. You know, I believe he was, um, very instrumental in them picking Anthony Richardson fourth overall, uh, Anthony Richardson comes into the league as such of a, as, as somewhat of a project. He, you know, uh, he only had what thirteen starts in college, so you know, which was probably the least starts of any first round pick um, in the history of first round picks. So. When you're looking at him, he's a raw prospect. He's big body with a strong arm, similar to um, Josh Allen. He was he's a raw prospect, strong arm, fast, run the ball, big body. He's 6'4", uh, 240. I think that's where Anthony Richardson goes. Um, but you're, you're looking at this guy and you're saying, yeah, we, you know, Jim Ursay wanted to bring him onto the team, and, then, and that's what he did. He brought him onto the team, and he wants to put him out there. But the coach, uh, Shewin, who came over from the Eagles, he did a good job with Jalen Hurts and and showcased that he could handle running quarterbacks. So it's not a problem there. But, 
again, when they were, you know, with Jalen Hurts, it was we didn't – he wasn't picked to be the starter out the gate. He was supposed to sit behind uh, Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz couldn't get it together, and then he became the starter. I think they want to ease Anthony Richardson in, the coaching staff that is, want to ease Anthony Richardson in, let him learn a little bit behind Gardner Minshew, and then they put him in on certain plays, certain packages, kind of similar to what they did with him in Florida um, in 2021. They just put him in on certain packages, let him run a little bit, let him throw a little bit, got him in the groove before he took over as a starter um, in 2022. But in 2022, when he played, his completion percentage was was atrocious. It was under 60%. I think it was like 50. I mean, let me go back here to just so I can fact check that. It was 53%. 53% completion percentage is not good. He had only has he has he had nine interceptions, 17 touchdowns. Um, but again, that running profile and that big body, man, is is what they're looking at. And they're saying that maybe, just maybe, he could be our Josh Allen. Um but I think the first thing that you have to do if you're looking for him to to be that Josh Allen type is to get him a, a wide receiver that could be a supreme alpha like uh, Stephon Diggs. So drafting Anthony Richardson as the 13th quarterback overall, I think is a mistake for people to do. I don't, you know, if they're having issues, I think the owner is going to get his way and, you know, They'll put him out there for him to play. But if he's doing bad, you know, the coach could look at the owner and be like, hey, he's in Garner Minshew gives us a better chance to win. Do you want to win or do you want to put the kid in? And, you know, it, it it's going to be what it's going to be um, as far as that is concerned. But I just tell people to be cautious whether or not you're drafting him um, he may not return the value that you're looking for, especially if you're picking him as your 13th quarterback overall. Uh, for some people, that that is their starter when they're picking him. They're picking him to be their starting quarterback. Um, and he's starting to creep up. Uh, in some some leagues, I've seen him go as quarterback 12, so you're looking at still having him as your starting quarterback. Um, with the people that he's going around, it's not really a bad pick. Um, he's going around Zach Charbonnet, Samaj P. Ryan, Jamison Williams, Sky Moore, David Njoku. It's not really a bad pick in the range that he's going around, but, you know, it could be – it is an issue with, of him not returning value as expected. So I appreciate you guys listening to me, man. Hopefully uh, your drafts go well. And you should be mocking your ass off right now, man, getting your mock drafts in. Be true to thine self. Embrace your addiction. And as always, baby, earn your chip. I'll see you guys on the next one. And don't forget that Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy AA. Choose your addiction level and earn that chip, man. I'm out.